Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. And here we are on a Sunday night. As promised, I finally had my interview with the great Chris Markle. This was last night's recording. This was on a Saturday night, and now we're here on a Sunday because I wanted to see... Well, let's face it. I was extremely busy, and I wanted one day after to, you know, like, just relax and quell everything, re-listen to it, and see if I wanted to re-edit anything. And then I thought to myself, you know what? It's between two guys reminiscing... And I didn't want to edit anything. I wanted this to be as authentic as humanly possible, if that makes any sense. So, as I said, it's what I promised. The interview between me and Chris Markle, writer, actor, producer from L.A. You go on his IMDb page. He's done a ton of work. He's done a ton of stuff. He's in great movies, great shows. He is one of a kind. He is a good friend of mine. We go way back from the Lock Haven days. And now you're about to hear this epic interview. Well, I would say it's not an interview, but it's more of a get-together. You know, more of a a fun discussion, so to speak. Now, let me tell you real quick. One, as I just said, this is unedited. Okay, so you're going to hear a lot of flubs. You're going to hear a lot of mistakes. You're going to probably hear a lot of things of what I say. That probably doesn't make any sense, but I'm just getting my point across out there. Two, the audio is... (laughs) I, first and foremost, I apologize for the audio because it is shit. Because I recorded everything through Skype and it is dog shit. So the next time he comes back on or the next time that I have another guest, I'm going to try to see if Zoom will actually work a lot better. And I'm going to use a different microphone to see if that plays into it. So I apologize for the shitty, shitty audio. But as I said, it's a good time to listen. We talk about his work with John Cena. We talk about reminiscing about Lock Haven University. We actually spoke a lot about the roles of an actor behind the scenes. We spoke a lot about his future movies and the stuff that he's into. We spoke a lot about my personal thing in terms of loving dogs and cats and things like that. We spoke a little bit about comic books. We pretty much went balls to the walls here. And I'm really glad that I did. And it was really great to hear from him now. With that being said, let's get right down to it, shall we? This is the podcast episode between me and Chris Markle. Hope you enjoy. All right. This is OTC outside. Oh, Jesus. OTC. Wow. <laughs> it's actually been a while since I've used that. This is outside the Comics M2 podcast. Here I am with a good friend of mine that I haven't seen in God knows how long. This is Chris Markle, an aspiring actor, probably one of the best in the business i've seen him in a lot of stuff well tried to see you in a lot of stuff because every now and then i see you in a few movies you tell me where you are and then i try to find you in the uh in the fucking um in the shots and because they edit everything so quickly it's hard to see you so i'm like what the fuck and i don't like where's waldo 
I, I don't think they give enough side characters or even supporting characters that much of because it's it's all about the main character, obviously. But um, yeah, Chris Markle in the house. How you been, man? How's everything? Things things are going all right. How about you? Uh, same old, same old, man. You know, doing the podcast so far, it's been going good. Uh, so far, it's weird because I've been trying my best to ensure that I want to get better, not not only in terms of podcasting and voiceover, but now it's at the point where I'm so fixated on one thing, and then I switch to the next. So I'm hoping this is not a same trend, if you know what I mean. I, I hear you. Just testing out new things. I don't think that's a bad thing. You're just looking to find out what lands. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, in your case, though, like, the last time we've seen each other, it was a while back. I, um, for, those, for those people that don't know, we were students. We were classmates at Lock Haven University, which is basically a town in the middle of fucking nowhere, if you remember that. You, you basically have to get lost in order to find this place. And the last time we worked together was in a play called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream. I'm sure you remember that. What oh, a I lot of fun. Do. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we had a we had a great time. And then it was a couple of years after I had to leave school for various reasons. I came back and you just started to basically increase your resume and do so much better in acting. What's it like being in LA? being an actor, even though you have your IMDb page, but you're still making it. Even though you're not famous yet, you're still reaching that point. What's it like for you? I mean, it's it's fun. It's a fun journey, but I mean, it's also difficult. A lot of people don't see uh, what happens behind the scenes in the audition process and what it takes to really get your, you know, your famous, your big break, your start. But I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I I enjoy every minute of it. It's it's just tough right now, obviously with COVID and uh, you know the protests happening. Everything seems to kind of be all over the place, and we also don't know when Hollywood's going to open up. So a lot of it's been voiceover stuff and uh, like basically product reviews and things you can do from home, like Radio Collins and things like that. I don't know if you knew that, but like everything you hear on the radio is like 100% fake. So it's not uh, everything. Not everything, but a good amount of it. But uh, like a lot, like like the uh, you know, like the couple call-in things. Like I didn't know this, but those are those are all actors. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I've actually done a few of them. Yeah, I know. It's mind. It's mind blowing, isn't it? So, wait, hold on. You touched upon the pros and cons in terms of what goes on behind the scenes. Like, what, what do you mean by that? Like, the, um, the amount of pressure that they, that they put on you or the expectations that you have to exceed? I wouldn't say it's the expectations. I would say it's trying to get your foot in the door. Uh, when you're someone who doesn't really have many connections, yeah. uh, where I started out from, I kind of I, I started out in San Francisco because it was like I was a small fish, so I needed to go to like a small pond, build up my resume before I moved down here. So I did a lot of tech commercials, short films, things like that. And then I moved to Los Angeles, which I highly recommend doing if you're an actor. Um, build <laughs> up your resume before you come down here because it's, it's pretty intense. Um, but what I meant by behind the scenes, it's, it's just trying to get in the room and try to get your next role, have something lined up. 
um, while still enjoying, you know, what you're doing at the same time. You know, a lot of people always tell me that it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And apparently that's not applying to everything. Now, can you imagine what it would have been like if they would have told us from back then, yeah, have the connections you need, like be part of tons and tons of groups, and that's the best way for you to be successful. Not take algebra or fucking chemistry or cos. <laughs> you remember those? You remember those times, right? Like, oh, I totally do. Uh, aside from an economics class, they never really showed us anything in terms of paying your credit or learn how to buy a mortgage or if you're going to do something that makes you an independent contractor, what are the pros and cons with that? So it's, an, it's amazing that we are now at an age, like how old are you now? Uh, 29, 30, around, around that 29? point? Yeah, I just turned 29 May 4th. May so. oh, happy belated birthday, man. I'm yep. sorry. National you. Star Wars Day too. Yeah, you did, you did, yes, it's all good. Oh, of course, Star Wars. <laughs> Fourth on all that shit. <laughs> but, you know, now we're reaching a time where we are at the point that we need to do more for ourselves because like you just pointed out the COVID-19 uh, COVID thing, anything can be taken away from us at any time. And now we have to find work that support ourselves. What right now are you looking to do after things starting to get back to normal? Because as far as I'm concerned, Hollywood is not going to be open until phase four, phase Probably. three, four, yeah. something like that. Do you yeah, have any? I mean, okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, so, like, I've actually, so being in SAG, they send you all of, like, the breakdown stuff of, like, the, the health precautions and things they're going to be trying to, trying to implement, uh, implement, sorry. But um, it's, it's kind of difficult when you look over the, like, the health stuff they're trying to make happen to open Hollywood back up again, but it's 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 kind of hard to explain. Like a lot of it makes sense, but I don't think a lot of people still understand we don't have the vaccine yet to mass produce. So it's it's kind of hard to think of like when should Hollywood open. But I mean, as far as what I've been doing, I've been taking acting classes still uh, online via Zoom. I've been writing a lot. I'm actually making an anthology TV show with my uh, my acting studio that I work at. And so we've been like having meetings and I wrote two of the episodes. Um, so that that should, we, we were planning on starting to film that this summer, but it kind of got pushed back because you know, everything that happened. But uh, yeah, so I mean like, I'm trying to like keep things going and like lining things up. And I'm like, I'm directing a play as well via Zoom that we're going to like showcase when, uh, uh, you know, it's safe to do so. But uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's just like trying to find um, things that you can keep busy with that have meaningful stories and can like really, really change people's minds about things and, uh, you know, bring happiness. And would you say that right now, um, for, for, for the people that are listening to this, whether they want to be an actor or want to do something on their own time, podcasting, radio, or whichever, <laughs> Is online work the best thing to do for right now? I mean, for right now, yeah. But it's not just online work. It's like online collaborating as well. I mean, find people that you want to work with and you can work with online and just talk to people. Like what you and I are doing right now, this is technically work. 
You know, you're getting your voice out there. You're being heard. It's, it's important doing things like that. Absolutely. You know, it, it's, it's funny because it, as you know, I'm from, I just finished the military and I've always been taught that perception is reality and all this shit started and it's not proven yet from someone eating a bat in fucking China. Someone decided to eat a bat, and regardless if those rumors are true or not, I believe it's true because, let's face it, human beings eat anything. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing how far we've came this far, but first and foremost, are you and your family safe from what's been going on in the outside world, the riots and the protesting and everything else? Are you safe? Are you good? Yeah, so... So we are safe, but I mean, we've also been trying to do our part as well, because I mean, Black Lives Matter is a very important movement. We haven't been going to the protests, but we've been, you know, educating ourselves and uh, donating where we can and everything. But uh, I like, for instance, I'm not going to the protests because I have a friend that just went and just got tested and tested positive for COVID. So it's, I'm just like, I, it's a really difficult time right now to want to take to the streets and not be able to. Because I, like, I, I don't want to see people get sick, and it's a right, very right. important thing. So it's like figuring out what you can do without going outside. Uh, that's basically what we've been doing. But like, yeah, my family's safe. We're all okay, and everything's, you know, moving forward day at a day. A good friend of mine tested positive as well last month, and she was she was freaking out. Like she really was. Like she's like, oh my god, I'm going to die. Like. Calm down. You're not, you're not going to die. At least not, at least not yet. So, and like, it, it's one of the main fears about all of this, because like you just said, you can protest if you believe strongly. And as long as you're not a fucking animal and destroy shit, by all means, do you. But at the same time, you need to understand social distancing is still in effect. And New York, Very much so. And New York right now is still the worst that it's ever been. I think it's slight, slight, uh, starting to get better. Um, I'm in Westchester County, so we just reached phase two, which is good. And I've been seeing a couple of shops that are opening and everything else. So I don't know. Like we're just—it's like anything else. We're just gonna have to see what happens. But in terms of movies and shows and everything else, I mean, I just talked about this last night. They just pushed back Wonder Woman again. They just push back Wonder Woman again, and if they push back that, they're pushing back so much other shit. But I want to ask you, when is yeah. the next when is the next comic book movie that you're going to be in, or you are not allowed to say? Next comic book movie that I'm going to be in. Yes, I, uh, if you count Transformers slash Bumblebee as one, I I, 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 some people can make that argument, but. I, I definitely want to ask you about that, but tell me, you, you, you got to give me something. Give you something. Um, I mean, as of right now, I don't have anything lined up, but I did just do a film. This is kind of, uh, kind of taking a side, a side street here, but I did just do a film with Elijah Booth who played, uh, I don't know if you saw Luke Cage, uh, the TV show, he played the younger version of Cottonmouth. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a movie coming out called Pink Opaque. Uh, it'll be, it, it already, it didn't go to theaters. It went to the film festival circuit. So I don't think it's going to go to theaters. It's probably going to go like to Amazon Prime or like Hulu or something like that. But uh, 
So, I mean, there is that. So if you want to see a superhero villain in a non-superhero movie that I'm in as well, I mean, you can watch that. But, I mean, as far as superhero movies that are in the works that I would love to be a part of, I mean, uh, I'd love to be in one of the Spider-Man films. I think that would be super awesome, uh, especially if they do a, the Miles Morales, like if they do uh, like another uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I mean, I know it's only voiceover, but like I'd love to do that. Dude, oh man, if you if you somehow become a voiceover for one of those characters, bro, I am coming to your spot, and I'm gonna have you play DVD because that. Dude, I've been obsessed with Spider-Man for so many years, and I just talked about Miles Morales literally last night. And I put up the um, the music from Kid Cutie or Kid Cootie, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I put up the music, and I can't stop listening to it. It's fucking awesome. Now, if you're able to get a gig like that, then I applaud you, man. Like, d- dude... You have no idea how, like, I know I'm, I'm being a little mumbly-jumbly here, but you are one of my inspirations to actually continue working hard. In fact, I actually made this podcast in addition to what you've been doing because I saw you in the, um, in the YouTube channel, in the YouTube show, well, it's a parody of the Justice League, I'm the one. And I... <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that with my friend LB. It was uh, uh, we, they were looking for like some uh, like some kind of parody thing uh, based on like Marvel and DC comics, and I was like, oh, uh, this Justin Bieber song came out. That's it's very popular. Why don't we just parry this? So we sat down and wrote it, and it came together pretty well, actually. For those people that don't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, if you go on YouTube right now and look up Chris Markle Justice League parody, I'm the one. And the channel is from, I wrote this down, Spoof, uh, Spoof Troop? Troopy? Yep. Troop? Spoof Troop. Yep. T-R-O-U-P. Yeah, 4.2 million views. And the guy that does Batman is probably my hilarious because he's trying to base his voice without, <laughs> without really basing it. And it's fucking awesome. Like, it really is. It's hilarious. It's a, it, it really it's is. It's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> It's funny you bring up his voice because uh, when we recorded it, we actually had uh, a different person record it than the person that played him. So it's uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was two really good friends of mine, Steve and uh, uh, Berkeley, really nice guys. But okay, yeah, and you're in, and you're still in touch with them currently, right? Like you, oh. you guys work and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still do. Like if you go to spoofroop.com, you can see Steve's page. Like his headshot on it, you can also see uh, Berkeley's as well, along with Charles, who's like the the creator of the channel, who edits all the videos. Uh, all right, okay. Um, I wanted to bring this up before we get into the Bumblebee stuff. I wanted to bring this up, dude. What's been? Uh, how can I say this without sounding gay? You have probably transformed into an iconic figure with your workout routine. How the hell did that start? And what's your motivation? Okay, so... Uh, I'm like a fucking fanboy here, but every time when I see you and those six-part, six-abs, eight-abs shit, I'm like, God damn. And I want my girlfriend to, like, have me work out with her, 
but she doesn't want me to have the six pack uh, because she doesn't want me to get taken by anybody else. So I'm like, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? So, <laughs> so how did that? All, how did all that start? So that actually all started. Um, so in in college, I, I was really I was in great shape in in high school, um, and then college came around, and when I was I went to the gym. Uh, during my workouts, I feel like I'd have to throw up and I found out I had a stomach problem. So oh. I stopped working out. Yeah. Like altogether. Yeah. It was really bad. I stopped working out for like five years and then I didn't really start hitting the gym and like eating right until a little over a year ago. But basically what happened was I saw all of these doctors. Um, and I got, I even got like, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you're like looking for the baby uh, with the the gel, I can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know an I ultrasound. Know. Yeah, yeah, an ultrasound. They did an ultrasound to my stomach, and uh, we're, and basically we're they. By the way, so we don't know shit. We're college graduates, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I should know what it was. I had it done to me, but uh, <laughs> so I, I had that done. I had like a few little like tests, um, but long story short. Uh, I found out it was a lot, it was dealing with a lot of what I was eating. I like, I eat mostly paleo now, which is basically meat, uh, vegetables and fruits, um, yeah. aside from like the whey protein or, or, uh, soy protein that I, that I, that I drank after the workout. But basically how I started getting into it, I saw this ad online for like a free workout session thing. And I went to the place and found out it wasn't free at all. I kind of got pressured into buying, you know, like it because I like I'm a nice person. So it's kind of hard for me to say no to things. Um, it's like a thing I have to work on. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. But like I so like they. Uh, they signed me up and here I found out it was CrossFit and I started doing it. And after like a. Uh, uh, few weeks to do it and I'm like this is great I've never felt so in shape uh, and like so healthy and just like energized and I did that for like a year and I've been eating much better and so then uh yeah that's basically the results uh what you can see on my Instagram page but like I I still do it I have like a home exercise gym right over here uh okay. even though the gyms are you know opening up in LA which I still think isn't the best idea right now um as we discussed beforehand with COVID. But anyway, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Yeah, just getting into shape again. And, and I, I feel a lot healthier and I don't feel like I have to throw up anymore, which is just really, really nice. Um, Did they find out what was the main problem? Like, what was it called? Or um, it, was, it, was, it, it, it was like something going on, but you couldn't really tell what it was. So it's a version of acid reflux. It's called silent reflux. Uh, basically you don't oh, okay. get the heart burn, but you feel like you have to puke. And so basically if you eat something that's like highly acidic, um, which, or drink uh, something which I was drinking, I, I really like coffee. Uh, thank you college for like instilling that in me. Uh, <laughs> but like it's so like I have, so like they have these online, but like a lot of food is like super acidic and super processed. And like a lot of people don't know that. So it's like if you take a, like a pH pill and digest it, it, like brings the acidity down and everything. And it just made my stomach so much better. 
So I do take one of those, but I've been eating and I've been able to tam- uh, temper back those to only taking like one a week now compared to like two a day. So it's the exercise definitely helps. I've even been training uh, online to be a personal trainer now as well, just because I've had so much fun with it. So that's, you know, that's another thing, another benefit of what kind of came from all of this. And you work out every single day or do you have like cheat meals or a, a cheat day, <laughs> not really a cheat day? Like... So I work out, I, I, so like I get workouts every day. And I mean, if I'm not working out, I at least do something that's like exercise for like 35, 40 minutes uh, every day, even if it's just like I stretch or I go for a walk or something. Because like the recommended uh, to be at like just like the moderate level of healthness is like 150 minutes per week of like any kind of activity, getting your heart rate up to the V1 threshold, uh, sorry, VT1. And that means like it's, it's getting harder to talk basically. Um, so it's basically just getting your heart rate up for 150 minutes a week. And so regardless of lifting weights or going for a run, you just have to figure out what works for you and do that. How can people find you in terms of seeing um, what your program regimen is? Like how, like how can people not get in touch with you, but see your results and see what you do. So that way they could be able to do it as well. Is it on your Instagram? Do you have like a website or? Yeah. 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 No, it's all, it's on my Instagram. So I save all the stories and whatnot. Um, I posted, so there's like a nutrition section where I post like what I do. Um, Cause I think, I mean, eating right is important, but I think the most important thing is knowing what you're eating. So there's a lot of like caloric intake apps, like uh, my fitness pal or spark people. Uh, those are my two favorites, but like, just if you just track what you're eating literally over like three days, it's amazing how many calories you're at. You actually see you're eating and like the, the, like the amount of fats and carbohydrates and proteins and like the ratio there. And like, I don't think a lot of people know this, but you don't need as many calories as you're probably eating unless you have like, like, unless you're like anorexic and you have like a problem there, but like a lot of people overeat a lot. Oh, I can imagine. Like obesity is probably one of the main problems the human human beings have right now. I've been on this uh, Weight Watchers app, which my roommate have actually got me on. And it's an interesting thing because you can scan the food that you're eating and it gives you a certain amount of points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's kind of like smart people too. It's, it's yeah. Great uh-huh. apps. So what I would do is I would either ride my bike or walk for five to 10 miles at least every other day to try to enjoy what it is that I'm eating. Cause I'm a very picky eater. That's my problem. I'm very picky when it comes to food. My girlfriend hates this. She fucking, <laughs> she fucking hates this, but I can't change my eating habits and I'm trying really, really hard, but everyone has their way. And now that we, now that I see and people can know that they can come to your page and they can see the transformation that you're going through, there's really no excuse because anybody, I mean, mean, people do have excuses and I mean, excuses, it, it, it is a thing, you know, like, some people just don't feel like they have the time, but that's the thing. It's like figuring out, like you said, like just go for like that five mile walk or just, you know, just do something. And like, as opposed to sitting down and watching a TV show, 
Because, I mean, some TV shows take an hour, so why not just take that hour three times a week and exercise? That's all you need to do. Or you could break it up into smaller chunks, 30 minutes. You do it six times a week at 30 minutes. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's it, yeah, it's prioritizing is what it is. You know, and, and it's also funny you say that because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, this past month I lost eight pounds because every now and then I would, yay, <laughs> I lost eight pounds. And uh, from like the Christmas, you know, the holidays, the holidays. Oh, come- yeah. Holidays come around. I'm a fat fuck. I don't give a shit. Anyway, holidays come around and I really need to lose the weight. So what I did was I went on YouTube and YouTube obviously has everything. And they go to, I went to the body coach and it's basically free workouts for like anything you do. And this guy has like thousands of workouts. I think he's from the, I'm sure he's from the UK. He looks like Carrot Top. It looks like a skinny version of Carrot Top. So, oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could try something different. If you want, like, a. if it's not enough for you, then maybe you could try something different. The body coach. That, that body coach sounds like, a, sounds like a good idea. And like you said, there's so many, that like, YouTube and there's apps where just they have so many free workouts um, basically tailored to what you want. Like, even if you don't have weights, there's at-home workouts you can do with no weights. So... You know, it's just like looking and doing the research and finding something because there is free stuff out there. Do you take supplements? I do. Uh, I, I, so I usually do soy or whey protein after a workout, and that's basically all I take. I mean, I do take like multivitamins, but uh, that's more so to make sure I'm getting the amount of uh, vitamins that I need <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, oh, I'm saying this word a lot. Um, we're going to shift gears, uh, gears here a little bit, you know, cause we're still reminiscing about so much. We see a lot of our friends and I'm not going to name names here, obviously, cause I don't want to get sued. Uh, we see a lot of our friends, they're either getting married or having a baby or, you know, they're, they're reaching the next point of their life. Like, where are you right now? Um, cause obviously, you know, Beyonce, right. Or married. Beyonce, oh, married. Yeah. Married. married. See, there you go. Um, any future planning for uh, uh, whatnot? Cause I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I'm 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 good. I'm happy with my girlfriend and two dogs. I'm good. But how about you? You? I mean, as of right now, uh, kids really aren't in the talks. My older brother just had a baby, so like I'm an uncle. Uh, oh. so which is pretty sweet. Thank you, thank you. Um, but like we were looking. Uh, in the housing market in LA and like obviously things are super expensive but like the price like everything has gone down quite a bit uh, with the pandemic but uh, I don't know we're still kind of shopping around I don't know if we're gonna buy something right now just because it's you know still early on in my career and Melissa's the only one who's making like the like trying to figure out how to She's the only one who's making like a stable income because, you know, unless you're on a TV show or something, um, yeah, the money isn't like always coming in. It's kind of like like the most of the stuff that I've done has been films. Uh, I mean, I've done a few TV shows like uh, American Horror Story where I was like a, uh, a co-star on that. But like the, the co-stars don't get royalties. 
So it's like it was a one-time big payment, which was awesome. But, you know, uh, it's it's also like unless you're getting these bigger roles on TV shows, uh, you're not getting the royalties coming in. And then movies, for instance, unless you are like a big name actor, you don't get like the like any like exclusive deals. You just get the payment right up front. Uh, and then it kind of goes from there. And it's usually like SAG ultra low budget films. So like the pay is on the lower end, but it's still like really fun. And you know, it's, feature films are so much fun to film. But uh, yeah, as of right now, like we're looking at houses, but I don't think we're going to get one for at least another like two years or so. Okay, so they'll basically take your time with it and see yeah. where you, what you can find, where you can find it. And as long as you both are happy, then that's all that counts. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we're both really happy right now. We have two cats, like you have two dogs, and we love our location. We love where we're at. Like, our neighbors are really cool, so it's like, why move unless we really feel like we have to? My girlfriend hates cats. She, she hates it. No, like, she hates cats, and she's terrified of them. It's the most funniest thing ever. And now there's a raccoon that's been coming around our spot. Yes. And, and we found this the other day where, so I'm on the, like, I'm on the second floor. I live on the second floor. If you go down the stairs, there's a window on the first floor, and there are paw prints from a raccoon on the fucking window. That's so like I, horror film stuff right there, man. <laughs> we called it Stevie. We, like the we, wonder. Yeah, exactly. We we called it Stevie. And now it's at the point where the it, it's 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 funny as shit because there's not that much garbage anymore and the raccoons are coming around and my dog goes nuts. Goes ballistic. It's the funniest shit ever. Oh man. But it's, it's speaking of animal, my girlfriend is is terrified of cats. I'm really trying to convince her to get one. And we made a deal where she's like, if I want a cat, there has to be a baby. And I'm like, fuck. I don't want a baby. Okay, so then no cat. All right, well, let's compromise. Fine. We'll, we'll get our two dogs and everything will be fine. <laughs> as long as you find out the you like you find an animal or a pet that you really enjoy, that's all that really matters. Uh, I, re I remember back then you had your chinchilla that was the cutest fucking thing did it die like no 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 so many years no, it's so actually so what happened was i had a chinchilla his name was baxter and then we actually got another one which was a female chinchilla uh and it was a white uh white chinchilla which is one of the rare ones because they're right. usually standard gray and uh her, yeah her name was luna and they had a baby and we found out that we couldn't bring them with us to California because the place we were moving to in San Francisco, excuse me, uh, didn't allow pets. So uh, one of uh, Melissa's uh, half-brothers who's married and lives in uh, South Carolina actually took them. So they're still alive and they're still, they're still there. But yeah. That's good. See, I, yeah. I, I, I love little fuzzy animals like that. I, I, um, I don't know if you remembered, but there was a pet store that was right next to Lock Haven. It was oh, I remember. And they had a white fairy, and it was the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. Pugsley's Pets is what Pugsley's it was called. I went there all the time. 
Holy shit, it's been a long time. It's not there anymore, sadly. Like there there was one there and then there was also one out past there was a Walmart and uh they, they usually had puppies at that one. Like they brought puppies in all the time and you could play with the puppies. So it's me and my friends went there and did the puppy playing, but like Pugsley's pets is I do remember the white ferret because uh, I don't know if you remember Sean Ergler, he had ferrets and I think he wanted to actually, yeah, he wanted to buy the white one. Uh, I don't think he did. I think he got two of like just two regular ferrets. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fun times. Fun times indeed, man. I, I remember the times that there were moments where it'd be so cold and I would walk around town for, I don't know for what reason, and I remember, I think the last time I went to Lock Haven was a couple of years ago. I drove four and a half hours just to visit. There, it's, it's weird now because no, you and the rest, there's nobody there that I recognize. And the funny thing is, I still look like a student. So I could literally just sit there and just... That's right. it. Like, yeah, like you can just go in and just... That's it. Nobody gives a shit. As long as you're not making any trouble, nobody cares. You could literally go to like the dining hall area of Bentley and literally just walk in and just order food and pay for it and eat there and walk out if you really wanted to. Like, no one's going to like check your ID and say, oh, you're not a student. You can't do it. No, no, of course not. I'm at, oh, fucking Bentley. I would always eat pizza at Lower Bentley every fucking day. Every they day. had good pizza. Their pizza was pretty good. I mean, not as good as New York pizza, but like it was no. it was good for like college pizza. When was the last time you came to New York? Last time I came to New York. Um, I'm actually... I really want to go to LA. I personally want to go. I had a plan for me and my girlfriend to come to LA and visit and get in touch with you and maybe visit you in some way. And if you were busy, you know, do our own thing. But totally should. I mean, not I, right now, but like when it's uh, time. Yeah, yeah, and everything got pushed back. But have you came to New York? And if so, what are the similarities and differences between New York and LA? As as someone and the listener that's never been to LA. Uh, you mean or, as far as like in the business, or as far as like the busyness? Uh, anything, whether it's business, traveling, um, you know, anything so, I mean, of that. All right, so the theater scene is definitely much bigger in New York, which, I mean, I think that's just common knowledge. It's, uh, yeah, you got Broadway, you got the off-Broadway shows. I mean, we do have, like, the Pantages Theater and a few other, like, smaller theaters here that put yeah. on shows. But, like, for the most part in L.A., people don't want to see theater. Uh, they don't want to go. They'll go to, like, a movie theater and, like, they'll watch the movies. That's, like, what people really care about in L.A., um, uh, as a collective, as like a whole. I mean, there are people that like do go and they do support the theaters, but overall, it's really hard to fill a theater in LA unless it's like a touring show. Um, but as far as the busyness goes, traffic in New York and traffic in LA, they're both terrible in different ways. Like New York is, I mean, like that's just like, you, you have to talk about it. Like it, it's a thing. The only upside to L.A. traffic compared to New York traffic is L.A. doesn't have to deal with the winter times and the ice on the road and the snow. Um, and also, like, I want to say this, too, just because my one friend, uh, John, told me about it. And he's like, 
I feel like when you get yelled at in New York, people genuinely like hate you and like want to yell at you. And in LA, when they yell at you, they're like posing. And I'm like, yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like a lot of people are just trying to like cause crap. Um, but like the, there are some really weird, like I'm from Pennsylvania. So it's like, I've been to New York a bunch of time and I've, I've seen shows. I last time I was to New York was probably over a year and a half ago. Cause we had friends that lived in New York. Um, but they ended up moving to this place called Danville in Pennsylvania. But anyway, um, the one really weird law, or it's not even really a law, but like it's almost impossible in LA to turn left at a, like a, at a light. Yeah. Um, so usually, cause like, and they don't need, like a lot of the lights in LA don't have the turn lanes or the turn signals. So it's, there's like this weird law, like not law, it's like an agreement that was like passed where it's like, if you're stopped at a stoplight and you can't get through and the light turns red, the first like two to three cars can turn left when the light is red before the traffic starts. I know that it's weird, isn't it? That, but is, like it's, that is weird. It's that, like an agreement or something that like that. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. Uh, but, and also like the California stop, nobody stops at a stop sign or uses their turn signal, and it still bothers me because in Pennsylvania, everybody used their turn signal. Everybody stopped at a stop sign, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know not everybody did, but in my mind, everybody did. <laughs> well, now I know what to look forward to if I ever go to L.A., hopefully after all this is over because I really, really want to go. And, Definitely. Well, oh. I know I've talked about it for a while, but fucking hell i had all my plans this year and it was just fucking ruined because a fucking bat eating motherfucker i swear it to god happens. and not like this and <laughs> not like this yeah. um so i wanted to touch this uh up a little bit back then as you know if you remember i was a huge pro wrestling fan oh huge. yeah yeah and pro wrestling yeah yeah, and a lot of people were fans of pro wrestling back then, too. Um, this transition kind of brings to my point. What was it like working with John Cena in the movie Bumblebee? Or, or okay, did you really work with him, or were you just there and you just stood out of his way? So, I was in a scene where he was in, but, like, we didn't actually have, like, dialogue together, but... As far as working with him, we were out in the desert for, uh, it was a really early call time. I think it was like 3.30 a.m. in the morning that we had to be there because it was, uh, it was like, they called for like 150 people plus like the main cast. So it's like, we were out in the desert. We got there at like 3, 3.30, uh, got, everybody got into full like military garb. Uh, and basically it was going to be like a full day of shooting. Um, but basically I remember it being really hot and, uh, I've told this to a few people now, but like John Cena was just having really hard time with his lines. Like the director came over and was like, try it this way and try it this way and try it this way. And like everybody else in the cast was like nailing their performance. So it's like, I don't know if he was having an off day, but, uh, like, I don't know how many takes we had to do with the camera that like was on him. Cause everyone had their own individual shots. I don't know if you remember, but it's like, this was the scene where the Decepticons come 
and meet them in the desert. Yes. Um, it's like the two cars. Yeah. So like I was near one of the tanks. I was a part of like the tank battalion and I was like one of the, uh, uh, forget my character's name. I was, uh, but I, I was in charge of that squadron. Uh, I don't okay. know the terminology. I'm not a, <laughs> I you, never you, was you, in the military. You, you were the squad leader of your own squad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I was a squad leader. So I was near him and like, we did the whole scene and everything, but it was like, it was really fun. It was really cool to see him. But then I was also, it's also really funny too, because I feel like a lot of people lie on their resumes as far as height goes. So John <laughs> Cena was like, he was like shorter than me. And I'm like, you're supposed to be six foot something and I'm five foot nine or five foot 10 at max. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're short. Yeah, but like, I swear every, every set I've been on where it's like someone says they're six foot on their resume or six foot or something. And I see them in real life and I'm standing beside them. Like, no, you're, you're short. I don't, Hollywood must be adding some height to you, but like, it's, it's, it's like the old, yeah. it's the old saying goes, the camera adds 10 pounds. And now apparently they're increasing height as well. Wow. I mean, there, there are ways to make people look taller on camera. Like you film up on them and you like you do like Tom Cruise, for instance, is like what, five, four or something. But yet they make him look. Yeah. He's like really short, but they make him seem really, really tall. And like they probably put little blocks and have him stand on the blocks. But like. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, it it was a fun time. I just remember it being really hot, and it was a really long day. I think we wrapped shooting that day at like eight o'clock at night, so it was like a really really long day. And then we had to drive back out and do the same thing a little bit later, um, but the the in the same area the next day. Uh, I think the call time that day was like maybe six thirty seven or something. But like, yeah, it was hot, but it was fun. Okay, all right. It, it's funny you say that because I remember I went to Comic-Con a few years ago and I met, well, I meet wrestlers there all the time. And I remembered I met a WWE diva. Her name was Ashley. Rest in peace. She's no longer with us. Uh, and she's, these divas, Jesus Christ, like, they're like five foot two, five foot three. And when you see them on television, they look normal. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? So I'm not surprised at all that you, that you said that John Cena is a little shorter than you. And it's not that there's a problem with that because I'm sure he'd kick my ass if he were to see me. But his arms were like that big, though. And I'm just like, yeah, like you may be shorter than me, but you're not like a guy that I'd want to mess with. Exactly. Because he former bodybuilder, professional wrestler, now actor, living the dream, doing his thing. Fucking hell. But I remember seeing that movie and it made me tear up. It really did. Cause it was about, you know, friendship and passion and everything else. And I was trying to find you when you told me, I'm like, where the fuck is this guy? And of course, as I said earlier, the editing was like, all right, well, hopefully I'll see him in the credits. Hopefully I'll see him in the credits. <laughs> it's just, I, the thing yeah. is, if I took a picture of it, I could circle it and be like, I'm here. We did a bunch of takes where you see me and you'd even hear me, but that all got cut out. So it's just, 
you know, they cut things out for time and they cut up, you know, they cut it all just to, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, got to get our big break in some way, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always work, work, work. Like, you just keep going. Uh, now, you say you were in the American Horror Story, uh, and I wrote a few things down, too. You could, first of all, writer, producer, and actor. So you're pretty much everything, especially in the world of, ho- of Hollywood, always working, working out, doing your thing. And you were in for, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, and you were in so many other things as well. So in your personal opinion... What has been the best project you created, and what has been the best movie project that you've been a part of? Okay, so my favorite role, uh, like project that I've been a part of, we uh, it was called uh, Cecilia, and it's still not out yet. But we filmed a feature film in five days, um, and. Uh, we filmed on a black magic camera and it was basically just go, go, go. We got one take of everything, but I saw the rough cut and it actually turned out really good. But I play this boy, uh, this, uh, this like preacher's son. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but basically he's kind of socially yeah. inept and he, it's, it's a horror film, but it's, uh, he kind of has a crush on this lady and I'm just going to leave it at that because when it comes out, uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Okay, okay. Uh, and what's it called again? It's called Cecilia. Uh, yeah, it's the name of the main character. Cecilia, yeah. So that should be coming out hopefully in the next uh, year or so. Everything just in in, in post-edit, it just takes a while. But uh, um, then I, as far as like my favorite project I was a part of, it'd either be Pink Opaque or... Uh, there's a, a film that just came out that I was in where I play this like tech nerdy guy who creates a sex robot called sex in the future. Which, <laughs> nice. If you're looking for like a laugh, I think it's one of those films. Uh, but I, I it's, you can find it a bunch of places. Like if you literally look it up on Google, just sex in the future, uh, you'll see it everywhere. But I also, I think my favorite project that I was a part of as far as films go, and this one's on Amazon prime, it's called the fair, like T H E and then F A R E like a cab fare. And I play this teenager who basically gets bullied because his parents die. And, uh, so he, he, he gets bullied. He has to move in with his, his uncle who doesn't really want to care for him at all. He's just like, eh, whatever. And, uh, long story short, there's this accident that happens. And then a bunch of like teenagers start being killed off and this detective goes around he's trying to find who the killer is um but it's it's it turned out pretty good it's definitely like a b-grade horror film but like it's pretty good for a b-grade horror film and uh i play like my character comes into play like 45 minutes into the film uh but then i'm like throughout the rest of the film but it's yeah i mean check it out leave a review let us know what you think uh, it was so, fun. So it's called The Fair on Amazon Prime. The Fair, like F-A-R-E, like F-A-R-E. So if yeah. you guys get that, then I don't know what to tell you, because he just spelled it out for you right then and there. <laughs> a fair. 
All right. Well, we're almost out of time, and I don't want to keep. I know you're busy. I know you're a busy guy. But uh, one last question that I have for you. Um, first and uh, not. I keep on saying first and foremost. It's it's very interesting that I keep on saying that. It's fucking weird. Last, last mm. and last most. Last and last most. Yes. <laughs> that should be on a shirt. Last and last right? most. Um. Uh, what other stuff do you want people to know in terms of what you're doing? Like, are there any other projects that we should be looking forward to? Anything else that we should be, like, aware of? Um, or are you permitted not to say, at least not yet? Um, just, uh, well, two things. I just auditioned. I had a callback for a, a film that's going to be filming in Russia. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll keep everyone posted on, like, Instagram. But, uh, I mean... I'm really excited about the anthology TV show. It's called, uh, it's going to be called where, where we are. And, uh, it's basically about actors and, uh, people in the industry that are aspiring to like succeed. And it has nothing to do with like the acting side of things. It's basically what they do on a daily basis. Uh, and it's a scripted show, but I, I feel very strongly about it. And I think it's going to be really good when we finally get it done. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to come on Amazon prime probably within the next year, year and a half, uh, depending on when the pandemic ends. But, there's, yeah. There's, there's probably a weird question to follow up on, but do you get any royalties from Amazon Prime or not so much? So, I, Amazon... I, I never really understood how certain people, depending on what the role is, if their movie shows then the distribution should compensate anybody that was part of the film, right? So, I mean, that's more so with TV shows. Usually with films, uh, it doesn't usually work that way. It's usually the people that produce the film and, like, the director and stuff, they get, like, the money. Uh, but basically how Amazon Prime works, you know, Amazon has the Amazon Originals and stuff that they produce, so the, obviously the money would go to them. But if you make a film and you meet all the spec requirements, like, oh, you shot it in 4K with, like, such and such frames per minute, and you did, like, a certain kind of color grading, and then you just create an account and upload it, all of that money and the revenue would actually go back to you. Uh, so, like, you can make a film, and you can get it out there. So, as long as you meet the requirements that Amazon has. But, like, that's why there's so much stuff on Amazon Prime that isn't really an Amazon original. It's just, like, someone made a film and put it on Amazon. So, yeah, pretty much, which is it's it's a pretty awesome accomplishment, though, to say that you did that. I like I applaud everyone who uh, has done that because a lot of people don't. No, a lot of people don't. And the thing is, they could talk about making films for so long or making TV shows, but either they don't have the budget, they don't have the money, they don't have the time, they don't have the cast. They, there's so much that goes into it. And a lot of people don't really understand in addition to writing, producing, acting, or whichever, like, there's so much that you have to get right. There really mm -hmm. is. Before I graduated, one of my final projects that I had to do was I had to create a screenplay. I've never written a screenplay ever in my life, ever. So I was trying to find templates in terms of how it goes. And some people were like, oh, make a documentary. Documentaries bore the shit out of me. Some, not all. And you got to find the right one, yeah. You got to find the right one. And uh, there were others that were like, why don't, why don't you make a film with other people? And I'm like, 
we have to make this in four months and everyone has different schedules. So if I'm tearing my hair out to make sure that these people actually do what I need them to do, it's not worth it. So I created my screenplay. And now that I know that the script itself is like the backbone of everything in terms of filming and television, I now know why you have to have good writing. Good writing is important in everything you do when it comes to television, radio, films, or whichever, any sort of media. If you don't have good writing, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You you need to have good writing, which is why every time on my podcast, whenever I talk about writing, whether it was Birth of Prey or whichever, I got to focus on the writing. It always starts there. It, uh, it always starts with the script. It's like, is there a story there that really tells something and like makes people uh, think about things that they didn't think they would think about in a different way? And if they, if they do that, then I feel like it's, it's a successful script. Yeah, pretty much. Well, man, gotta let you go. We've already, we haven't, we've actually reached an hour. Holy shit, we're close to an hour. Ain't that some shit? I told you, I told you an hour would like go by like that. <laughs> man, first of all, it was great to see you again. And I'm really happy that you're safe. I'm really happy that you're doing great. Um, continue to do you, man. Continue to shoot for the stars as best you can. And hopefully one day you and I can actually work together because I'm into I'm going into voiceover myself. Hopefully I'll release a few projects as well. And who knows? Because no matter where we are, we can still do our thing behind the mic. And you're welcome to come back anytime. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Uh, last thing before I go, I realized I am writing a animated feature film, so I'll I'll definitely keep you in mind for that. Fuck yes. But, yeah, I think you'll like the idea too. It's pretty funny. Oh, it'd be awesome. Hopefully, I get uh, hopefully I get to audition for it. Oh, tell oh, me you if I will. Get to... You will. You will. Ah! Awesome. All right, man. That was Chris Markle. See you, man. Take care. Love you always, man. Take it easy. You got it. Well, that concluded the entire podcast episode, and it was really great to talk to him because it definitely made me remember so much of the great times that we both had when we worked together. It made me remember so much of the people that I worked with, and who knows, maybe there is going to be a point where I get to talk to them as well and see how they're doing in their life, you know? But Chris is going to be a regular, or he's going to try to be a regular on the podcast, which is always great to hear. I apologize if we have not spoken a lot about the comic book stuff since this is a comic book podcast, but you know what? It's always good to take a break a little bit and just catch up on, you know, certain things. As you heard, he has tons of stuff coming out very soon. He worked on a lot of things behind the scenes, and he's killing it, man. He really is, and it's one of the main reasons why I got to step up my game in order to reach up to him. So, yeah, there's that. But I'm really, really glad that it happened. I hope that you guys were entertained on everything that we spoke about. Like I said, I promise that I'll do my best in order to clean up the audio a little bit. It's just Skype. Video video chatting is very, is very interesting because the audio never, ever comes out the same as it's supposed to be. But trial and error, trial and error. You try the first time. If it doesn't work, there's always something to build on. So... Next time, we're going to do Zoom, and if Zoom doesn't work, we'll do Facebook Messenger or FaceTime or whichever, and we're going to see how it goes, okay? But until then, tune in for Monday night where I talk more about comic book-related stuff, where we go back to the original format and everything else in between.
as of right now, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.